Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush, and I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush this week. So we are getting to that time of the year where weather is always a topic of conversation and no one is ever satisfied. You know, it's too hot, it's too cold. Meteorologists all over the years, they've invented new ways to pretty much say the same thing, right? But they now have two and a half minutes or three minutes to tell you what's going on. You always get nervous too when the weather people start rolling up their sleeves or wear that idiot wearing the windbreaker in the hurricane. I always find that kind of amusing. What if you're doing weather in Southern California where it's sunny and 70? Do we need two and a half minutes to tell us that? I don't really think so. I, you know, I think that uh, the most hysterical thing is to watch TV weather at around six o'clock and they're telling you what the weather temperature and conditions were earlier today. Now, why do I care about that? I've just lived through it the whole day. I really don't need a recap of earlier today that it was sunny and now it's dark, right? My ideal weather forecast would be, do I need to wear a coat or not? Is it going to rain or snow? And then pretty much back to you, Bill. That's what I want to see. I don't need Doppler 9000 radar to tell me that. The other thing that they also do now is they the feels like temperature, right? So if it's 37, it's not bad enough, but it feels like 27. It's not enough that it's cold. We have to take degrees off in the winter for wind chill and then add in the summer for humidity. Now, if 2021 was a weather forecast, the feels like temperature would be kind of like 2020, right? Well, we're a little bit into it a couple of weeks, so hopefully it will get a little bit better. And weather is one of the few professions that you can be wrong 70% of the time and still be employed. Of course, baseball, you could hit three out of 10 and still be a Hall of Famer, so I guess there's a little contradiction in that. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He is a tremendous musician. You can hear it in the background, him playing Layla. From the great city of St. Louis, welcome the legendary Dave Black to Lens Burning Bush. Dave, welcome to Lens Burning Bush, and thank you for uh, letting me play the Layla in the background because uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. I know I did. Well, thank you, Lynn. I really appreciate uh, you having me on your show. It's, uh, it's an honor. It's, it's a thrill. Um, you know, having met you, uh, you know, the last couple of years, I've, uh, our, our, our friend, uh, Jay Brandt, um, and, you know, through uh, a couple of the concerts that I've played, uh, and I, I got to meet you then, so... Good morning, and thanks for having me. Well, you are welcome. It is a, it is a privilege. You, you've done a few of these uh, videos on your page where you've played uh, Layla. You've uh, played I Can See Clearly Now. You did uh, – my, my wife really liked uh, the Vince Guaraldi stuff that you do, and, and we just enjoyed you and Joe Mancuso a few years ago at Jay's house. Uh, just the two of us, I believe, was the uh, album. Am I correct in that? Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Yeah, both, uh, but uh, again, from St. Louis, and, you know, just amazing stuff that, that you do. And we'll get into that in a minute, but I wanted to, to start off uh, the program um, getting your opinion. Now, the way the world has been going, I've always said that, you know, it seems like the end of the world is coming, but there will always be Betty White and Keith Richards, right? That, that's pretty much, at the end of the day, those are the two people that, that will be left standing, I always say. And Betty White, well, yes, Betty White turns 99 uh, this weekend. 
And uh, oh my goodness. Uh, and of course, she, she is a treasure. Uh, she turns 19 and she says that although her daily routine has been altered by the COVID-19 pandemic, um, she's staying as active as she can. She actually wants to re-release um, a show that she did. One of her favorite shows back in the day was called The Pet Set. That's The Pet Set. And it featured uh, Merv Griffin, Rod Serling, Doris Day, Bill Bixby back in the day, Barbara Eden, Ava Gabor, Michael Land. Of course, she's outlasted most of them, uh, if not all of them. Yeah, she's lasted pretty much all of them. <laughs> They're all pretty much passed away at this point. But uh, Betty White, 99 years old. God bless. Incredible. Incredible. You know, I remember growing up watching, uh, what was it, Password, uh, Alan Ludden. Yes. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, they got married and, you know, they're, you know, she was the love of his life. But, uh, but God, what a, what a, what a beautiful lady she, she really is. I mean, on, on television, it's, you know, she's funny and good and she loves animals. Uh, she's really, really in, in the animals, you know, involved with, uh, animal protection and all kinds of different organizations. Yes, yeah, she's tremendous. She was in the show Hot in Cleveland, which was really good with Valerie Bertinelli and Wendy Malick. Uh, that show was on for a few years. I remember watching that. And she was just brilliant in that. Um, and you watch uh, The Golden Girls and Mary, Mary Tyler Moore. And yeah. she was in Match Game. Uh, she, of course, was in Password a few times. There was an episode of, I don't know if you remember, we're, we're going to, of course, date ourselves and people are going to be like, what the hell are they talking about? But The Odd Couple with Tony Randall and Jack Kludman back in the day, uh, both Alan Ludden and uh, Betty White appeared on that. And there was an episode with the Aristophanes. The password episode was was brilliant on The Odd Couple, and uh, Betty White appeared on that as well. It was kind of kind of amusing. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Yeah, so one show that I know that you have to like. I hope so because I am just in. I am so happy it's back, but name that tune is back. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see it yet. It's on Fox on Wednesday night. Uh, Jane Krakowski and Randy Jackson are doing it on on Fox. And Jane Krakowski, by the way, fifty two years old, looks like she's about thirty. Uh, uh. You have to watch it, but the music is back. I can name that tune in one note, and I am just in awe of this. Uh, have you have you seen anything on it yet? I have not. No, no, I haven't. Well, you uh, need you need to watch this. I'm telling you, everybody that uh, I I was like a little little giddy schoolboy watching uh, the first episode and trying to name all the songs and the uh, golden medley. They do it um, when I was growing up. I remember Tom Kennedy was the host, and if uh, I don't know if you remember Kathy Lee uh, before she was Kathy Lee Gifford. Gifford, right? Yeah. She was the uh, she sang in uh, the background, but now they got Randy Jackson. They've got a band and I, I give kudos. I'm so tired of the mass singer and the mass dancer. This is such a treat for me to actually have real, you know, where they're playing music and uh, I love it. And of course I know you, you do as well. So that's uh, good stuff, Dave. Oh yes. And Randy, Randy uh, was it Randy Jackson? Um, uh, isn't, wasn't he the, one of the hosts on, uh, that was it. Uh, America's Got Talent, or American Idol. I think he was the original. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he's he's, uh, yeah. he's also a very 
well-respected musician. Yes. I say he he was a bass player. He played on uh, some of Journey's recordings, uh, bass, and he backed up all the stars and uh, uh, you know part of uh, the L.A. Uh, wrecking crew of uh, like you know the '90s, and '80s, '90s, um, that period. Yeah. Great bass player. Yeah, good I love. Yeah, it's good stuff, and I love it. Um, I'm ready for. Uh, it's Wednesday night at nine, and uh, one thing that's nice, I have Dish Network now. And what they do is they do the prime time anytime. So I for, I had forgotten about it, and then all of a sudden it was on my like prime time anytime where I turned it on, and I'm like, this is name that tune is back. This is this is fantastic. So these are the things that that make me happy, right? You know, uh, little little things uh, that I look for. Jane Krakowski and Randy Jackson on it. So speaking of music, Dave, I I, I really you know love the fact that you're on. I wanted to get. Um, you to talk a little bit about what you're doing and certainly how we can get more listeners to your YouTube stuff and everything that you're doing now with not being able to perform live. So why don't you go ahead and feel, take the time now to talk about it. Um, we played a little bit of the Layla stuff and maybe we can kind of coax you into putting your guitar out and giving us a little treat a little bit later, but talk to us about, uh, about what you're doing now. Well, you know, not nearly as much as I uh, had been doing uh, previously, but uh, uh, right now, uh, oddly, um, uh, there's a, um, a local school, uh, private school that is having a, uh, actually having a live musical, uh, and they have a, a, a you know, a, a reduced audience of, uh, I think there's a 50 limit and they got uh, seating spacing and I'm playing a, a musical uh, in a pit band. Uh, and it's, uh, what it is, is Steve Martin's uh, uh, Bright Star. It's a, you know, production of Steve Martin's, uh, and Edie Brickell, uh Steve Martin and Edie Brickell. And it's a bluegrass musical and it's really fun. And, uh, uh, I've been doing that for the last few days and we're going to play it through, uh, we're going to, our final show is going to be on Sunday. And, uh, so, uh, but that, that's an oddity, uh, right now, because, uh, otherwise I haven't been hard playing at all, just doing my, you know, my guitar posts. Um, and it's funny, you were saying earlier, you were talking about, you know, like what the highlight of your day is, is pretty, you know, insignificant. You yeah. Know? And I was talking to uh, one of the other musicians. They says, "Well, Dave, you know, uh, how's your day been?" I said, "Well, I I sweep my floor and I wash my dishes. You know, <laughs> that's that's it." You the know, highlight um, of the day is sweeping the floors yeah. and washing the dishes. I I never thought I'd hear that, but yes, it, it, it sometimes it is right. It's the it's the little things. Uh, and, and I know uh, you know this show. I you know call it Lens Burning Bush. I you know, things that irritate me. And of course it's, it's first world problems, right? I'm talking today about the weather and how the forecasters got to get into three minutes of talking about yesterday and the day. Give me what's going on now. The meat and the potatoes. That's all I need. Right. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the, kind of the way it is, but, but Dave, you've got, um, currently you've got uh, your own web page and I know you got your Facebook page. How can people, uh, listen to you? Uh, I want to certainly cross promote. Well, uh, you know, there's there's Facebook, of course. Uh, you know, if if you're on Facebook and and there's YouTube, um, and uh, there's also my my webpage. Uh, again, that's uh, 
www.daveblackstl.com. Okay. We'll get that. Uh, and I'll post it on the Lens Burning Bush page and also my own Facebook page uh, to make sure that uh, people do listen. Uh, and you mentioned we, we met uh, at Jay Brant's where you were playing. And I just find guitar playing in general. Uh, we lost uh, the great Eddie Van Halen over the uh, – oh, he was, yes. you know – uh, tremendous, but just a good guitar play. You don't need anything else. I really, uh, I just enjoy it. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope I can get you to bring your guitar on a little bit later in the program to, uh, to uh, give our uh, audiences a, a little Absolutely. bit of a treat, you know, and we need a treat because, you know, uh, Susan and I, we had so many tickets to concerts last year. And of course we're trying to get, hopefully this year, I know my wife wants to see Def Leppard at, uh, at, uh, uh, the Reds ballpark, uh, great American ballpark. I couldn't, you know, it's tell you when you get old, you can't remember these things, but anyway, the, um, we wanted to go see that. And we've got a bunch of other shows. I think I've got about a thousand dollars worth of StubHub credit that I need to use. So, uh, what I did find interesting, I, I, and, and kind of, um, hopefully people will get excited about this, but, uh, Dr. Fauci, which we, we know he, mm -hmm. uh, he's, uh, considered the top infectious disease expert in the United States. He believes that uh, concert venues and theaters could open sometime in the fall. So not the summer, but the fall. And it's, of course, depending on the vaccine rollout, uh, but everything goes right, he says, by the fall of 2021. And we can start going back to concerts again. And I'm sure we will all raise our hands and be happy when that happens to go back to seeing shows again. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and you you will be right on there to 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 do it. It's uh yeah. we really we need it. Music is one of those things and I, I brought this up on many shows. Uh I love music. I what I try to do at a lot of these shows that Jay does is I go to the shows and I get the CDs. And what I do is I take those CDs and I keep one computer in my house that is CD ROM capable, right? A recording. And I take the CD, I record it, I put it into iTunes, and then I have what is called iTunes Match, which allows me to take that complete catalog and play it on any device in my house or wherever I am where I've got uh, data, whether it's Wi-Fi or whether it's cellular, and I can play my music, right? So I can pop on at any point on my playlist, uh, A Day Black and Joe Mancuso, I bought the CD, and it's kind of nice when I'm out in the backyard you know, people say, well, what's this playing? Because they don't recognize it right away, right? So I can say, mm -hmm. hey, I, got, I bought the CD. And, and that's what's great about music. It just, it, it's so pure, and it allows uh, people to just feel better. We, we've done these, um, Jay's done these house concerts where he has about 50 people. He's had uh, Javier Mendoza. He's had you guys on. He's had many uh, other that I've gone to, and I just love it. I, I can't wait to go back to doing that again but it's the local musicians are what really uh people you know they'll buy all the other stuff but the local men, musicians we got to give you guys props oh thank you thank you very much appreciated and uh i i can't wait for us to be back out there playing uh you know for for numerous reasons uh, and uh, i miss it very much uh, there's, there's been, you know, there's a, kind of a silver lining around what's been going on, I suppose, as well. Uh, it's, it's given me an opportunity to, to really focus on things that I haven't really had a chance to, to think about, 
you know, because, you know, normal times, you know, where sometimes we're all like kind of chasing our own tails, you know, going around and around and you get caught up in the routines and, you know, the, the, the hamster wheels and, and, uh, so in some ways, you know, as, uh, along with the hardships that there's, there's been, uh, benefits uh to that uh oh i forgot to mention too i i, I one perk uh, for me that's it helped me get through this all is the fact that i i also teach music at a university and we are you know holding uh, virtual classes uh and uh and and the technology like you know using zoom web webex uh, facetime like like yeah. you and me you know and, and uh uh, file sharing and all kinds of things that I really wasn't, you know, that, that hit to before, uh, that, uh, now I, I feel more, more adept at. And, and so, you know, that I'm thankful for that as well. Yeah. yeah. Funny you mentioned it. I was watching uh, jeopardy last night and they, there was a category, uh, that happened to bring up this company, you know, started in 2011. And it was the question, you know, that now all of a sudden they've, uh, were the top number one uh, meeting uh, company. And it was Zoom was the answer, of course. But did you know that they've been around since 2011? I did not know that at all. I didn't know that. But at the same time, I, I it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, because there's always, you know, when something comes along, it doesn't quite catch on yeah. until later. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's a man. Wow. Yeah, wouldn't you wish that you you bought stocks? Yes, <laughs> I've been. Whoa. There's a lot of stocks I wish I bought. I was, uh, you know, when Apple was two dollars a share. But that's that's another story that uh, for another day. And you, you know, you mentioned musicians are hurting. You know, of course, Broadway actors and actresses oh. they are hurting. But good news though, Law and Order SVU, which has been around since Moses parted the Red Sea, I think. Uh, they've been on for 20, I think, I want to say, is it, is it close to 20 seasons now? I don't even remember. Yeah, the, I mean, the SVU, I'm um, not quite sure about that. The original yeah. Law & Order has been around since like 1990 yeah. or 91 or something like that. Yeah, they keep they keep cutting out uh, good, good talent there. Uh, they are trying to help uh, actors who are unemployed due to the coronavirus. Um, and the cop series, of course, based in New York City, they are specifically hiring broadway stars who haven't been able to perform since march with everything oh. that has been going on so um they uh that's cool yeah this is this is nice they said in a, in a twitter post uh showrunner warren light uh revealed on uh, twitter she said we're trying to hire um they're trying to hire every broadway actor uh that we can while they can uh and wait for the curtain to rise again so again hopefully that will be back um but the shutdown looks like it'll continue through mid uh, 2021. I, can, I think in October they are going to try to uh, get back. I think or, or close to it. Uh, but Broadway, uh, that's that's got to be tough. You're in a you know number one show. You're used to oh, working yeah. every day, and then it just shuts down. Like that's that's got to be the hardest. If you're an actor, that's probably got to be the hardest thing to do. Um, to do seven days a week. And just you know, show after show after show. That's got to be tough. Anyway, I I, I can't even imagine it. I'm I'm sure they're in, you know they're, they're very you're probably more affected than the musicians. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's it's kind of a 
interesting, uh, but hopefully everything will get back. We'll have some form. The vaccine is coming uh, to most people soon. Uh, some people already been getting it, the healthcare workers. So we hope that uh, that that will alleviate a lot of this. I always like to, you know, poke fun at stuff, but that's this is a serious thing that we hope that uh, we can we can get back to some basics. But uh, getting uh, onto a little less serious stuff is this is an interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but Liam Neeson is uh, I think he's 68 years old, right? And oh, Liam yeah. Neeson always plays a badass, right? He always he's plays. He's always like yeah. the angry father. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. Know, his daughter yeah. gets kidnapped, and he he vows, you know, vengeance. Yeah. To, <laughs> well, to leave <laughs> leave it to the New York Post uh, to uh, have a headline. Uh, the headline read: Liam Neeson, I am retiring from ass kicking before I need a walker. <laughs> so he is going to retire from the ass kicking. He's saying he's taking a permanent break from kicking bad guy, but. Uh, putting his menacing, I will find you and I will kill you, threats to bed. Uh, Nielsen says that uh, he's at 68 now. He's taken his very particular set of skills and retiring from the action movie genre. I'm 68 and a half, 69 this year. The Oscar nominee explained on Entertainment Tonight. But uh, a couple more things, but he's, uh, he's getting out of it. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, you see Stallone and, you know, Schwarzenegger trying to still keep up their at some point, you gotta say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. I remember uh, watching uh, the movie uh, Airplane. Yes. Uh, and and there was a scene in the background. And you had to really be paying attention. There was a poster on the wall that said Rocky fourteen or something <laughs> like that. And there was this guy, he looked like the Ayatollah Khomeini or something. He had this long beard, like an old old man with gray, like gray long beard. And it's, 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 so it's supposed to be Sylvester Stallone. It's just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm one of the bad people because I love every single Rocky movie. So I, I watched yeah. the first five. Five wasn't as good, right? Then they had mm -hmm. the, they brought back. In the early 2000s, they brought back Balboa, which was a tremendous movie. But they killed off Adrian. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, uh, if you, it's 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 17 years. You can you can live with it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yo, Adrian. There, there's a you know it's funny the Rocky movies that you bring up. So there's a scene from Rocky three. Uh, Mick is dying, and Rocky utters and and to this day I have fast forwarded. I have rewound and tried to understand he's like yeah, all you hear is Mick. like there you don't know what he's saying i don't think he knows what was actually i don't think that was in the script i don't think you can actually translate what sylvester stallone says in that scene but he's he's over mick and he's dying and he just kind of crying and you know that's i find that funny but uh, only sylvester stallone can do that but some of the other i mean even the creed movies have been good so that whole genre of movies, I just I love them. I I can't get enough of uh, of the Rocky movies. So um, even if Sylvester Stallone's ninety five doing it, I guess maybe we'll put Betty White in. Maybe she could be in at ninety nine. She could be an action hero. Yeah, I I have just you know total admiration for for Stallone. You know the way he financed that that first movie out of his own. You know yeah. he he maxed out credit cards and. You know the family really put themselves on the line, and and uh, it was his conception. And this is 
think, you know, and it, it's just, it's a, it's a true success story. Well, and I love the movie. I just, every time I watch the movie, I always feel good. It's, I, it's really I remember good. watching it as a kid. Um, and I watched it, uh, I didn't watch it when it first came out in the theater, but it was like the summer. So I think it came out like Christmas time and I didn't see it until we used to go to like upstate New York, uh, in the summer. And they had this little theater in South Fallsburg, New York. And we went for a dollar. It was kind of funny back then. Now it's what, I don't know how much, but $12, $14. But anyway, we, uh, we watched the movie and I remember this to this day. So the first Rocky movie. At the end, he winds up where he doesn't win, you know, the first movie, Um, Mm. right? We got out of the theater, all of us kids, and we ran. It was like the mile down the road. It was just like in our heads the whole entire time. Uh, Was so excited after that movie. I I remember it like it was yesterday, and it was 1977 maybe or 76, like, you know, that – that that year, so it's. But you uh, weren't even ten years years old yet, were you? Uh, I was, yeah, I was about nine years old. Uh, the movie came out in '76, so I was eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was. Uh, uh, but it was incredible, just that feeling in that movie, and then every other one since it just had that same kind of, you know, the music was always good. You know, Survivor um, played. Uh, I mean, I th- right? I mean, think about that song. Still to this day, that song is is you know when you hear it you know it's like i always like to say acdc is another one like that where you turn on acdc and everything's right with the world you just turn it on you got the best three chords and back in black right and it's just right and you hear that it's just the same with the rocky for me yes uh, yeah it's good yeah. stuff i love it <laughs> yeah talking about rocky look at this i i, I you know we kind of go in a, in a different direction, but I want you to get your guitar if you can. I don't want to put you on the spot. Let me but look I, for one here. Let me see. Do I've you have a, a guitar with you? I, <laughs> let, let me see, because I because I was just going to talk about the uh, Saved by the Bell. I uh, wanted to send prayers out to Dustin Diamond, uh, the Screech, who has uh, just been diagnosed with stage four cancer. So we wanted to talk oh. about that. But I want to hear what you uh, you've got here. So why don't you play a little bit? I'll uh, turn it up as much as I can here. I know uh, people would love to see this as well, but we're uh, we're just doing the audio right now. So why don't you give us a little bit. Dave Black. Can you hear that okay? Yes.
That is fantastic. Give us uh, give us the credit that uh, we unfortunately have to give credit for that song. But go ahead and talk about uh, that song. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that was uh, Stevie Winwood. Love it. Wrote that, uh, and of course that was uh, for the, the the great Blind Faith. Uh, that was also had uh, Eric Clapton in the group and uh, Ginger Baker. Eric and Ginger were both with Cream, and uh, bass uh, bassist named Rick Gretsch. Uh, was in that group and uh, Blind Faith. And that was, I think, uh, 69. And the name of the song, so people and can listen. I, I can't find my way Yeah, I can't back. find my way back home. That's that's a terrific song. Uh, yeah. You know, you mentioned Eric Clapton. So funny Eric Clapton story. I was watching the Bee Gees uh, documentary on, uh, I guess it's on HBO. And I watched it. And in that, Eric Clapton is shown he told the Bee Gees to go to Miami to record because it was cheaper to do it than in, in England or in Australia, right, to do it. He, they went to Miami, and they got a new sound in Miami, and he credit Eric says, well, if I need to get credit for it, then that's great. He made the Bee Gees better, and it got that whole album together. But Eric Clapton, certainly uh, uh, tremendous guitar talent. And one last Eric Clapton story, Dave, you'll like this one. 
my uh, I, I married into my family. My wife's uh, sister's son is he's over forty now, but when he was younger, uh, I remember him saying, "Hey, there's a new artist," and this is this had to be like in the early '90s, maybe. There's a new artist out there, and you know you got to hear it. And his name is Eric Clapton. <laughs> it was, uh, and uh, it was like, yeah, but to him it was new, right? So the mm-hmm. great, great thing about Clapton is the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, today, he just continues to do it. And hopefully Dave Black will be that way, right? Can we, can we make sure that you're, you're the treasure that Eric Clapton is uh, from now until forevermore? Well, if, if it's my choice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Dave, it's been a pleasure uh, to have you on today. I really appreciate you doing. You can um, like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can even ask Alexa to play uh, Lens Burning Bush. We're on Amazon Music there. And 29th State District of Columbia, we have downloads in the U.K., Ireland, Germany, Switzerland, Norway, France, Mexico, Japan, Canada even. So the, the people up north love it. Uh, every once in a while, like I, I talk about the U.K. because we have somebody who downloads every week. So uh, we always like to, to share a pint with the people in, in the U.K. But uh, thank you, Dave Black. I appreciate it. I'll love to have you on again, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about more. But thank you. Lynn, thank you, and you have a lovely day. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. I'm Len Harvey. Be back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So, so long.